Hello everybody and welcome to the Fat Week podcast. Um, my name is Daniel. And I'm Russell. Um, today um, we're mostly going to be talking about your purpose and changing your mindset to become healthy. And then we're going to be also be talking about forgiving yourself for forgiving yourself for getting you to the place where you're having health problems. And yeah, yeah, so, that, that's that's important. Um, a lot of us just try to get right into the action plan, but we don't spend the time in the reflection period, kind of being honest of how we got here, and then being as friendly with ourselves as we would with somebody else that has this problem. Yeah. So, but before that, we're going to talk about what we've been doing the last few days since Wednesday. Um, we kind of skipped our podcast yesterday because of life issues. <laughs> um, so how did you do the last two days with... All right, so I, I had said that I would... Um, my goal was since Wednesday to win at breakfast, win by taking my meds, and win by getting out of the house and walking a minimum of 10 minutes, hoping it would turn into more, but at least having that minimum. And so, um, as probably easily predicted, I didn't do it. I, <clears throat> I took my meds uh, Wednesday and Thursday, but I have not taken them yet this morning. And I did... Uh, win breakfast yesterday but I haven't yet today I started work way early this morning and just got right into it and I haven't done any walking at all so that seems to be my challenge is getting out the door and starting that walk I think the the meds aren't gonna be that big a deal I, I know what I need to do to be successful there I need to set them up and so I got a pill minder box where I can go and set them up. So all I got to do is open it, dump in my hand and take them. But I've noticed since I'm rushing or busy or have any kind of stress or anxiety, I won't take the time to sit there and open seven bottles and get a pill out and, and do all that. So I know how to set myself up for that. Uh, breakfast thing, I'm not too worried about. I think I can continue to do well there. So I think the effort is gonna be in getting myself to walk out the door. I know as soon as I walk out the door, I won. I'll do the 10 minutes, I'll probably do half an hour, 45 minutes, but. Uh, and I, I think you just, you need to do it early in the morning or, or whenever you just wake up, that, that's your routine. Because I know if you wait, your foot's gonna swell and you're gonna be like, this is painful and I'm not gonna like it. Yeah, yeah, so. I, I typically get up between 4 and 5 a.m., so I pretty much just need to have uh, sweats and a t-shirt laid out, socks laid out, have the tennis shoes laid out, untied, ready to go. Because um, I know, since it's one thing I don't really want to do, if there's any excuse that <laughs> it gets in the way, I'll, I'll let it derail me. So setting myself up by having that where there's very little decision-making to do and very little effort to get up and walk out the door. Um, so even having my uh, favorite podcast or music cued, have my AirPods aired up or charged up so that it's there's some part of it I can look forward to while I walk um, will kind of be the thing. So um, it is still dark at that time. So, um, but we have some pretty good street lights out here. So probably be okay. Or I could go to the gym. I mean, you are paying for a gym membership for me that I'm not using, so thanks for that. <laughs> That's okay. I'm not. I'm barely using it. I've 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 had that gym membership since, um, ever since we moved here, like in January or February, and I've went like maybe six or seven times. Yeah, I've gone three times since you uh, added me to it. Yeah. So, but I'm working on actually going at least four to five times a week, and. But the last few days, I've done pretty well. Um, I don't think I've really laid out a platform or laid out a plan of what I was doing um, last time. 
but mostly what I'm doing is fast, um, intermittent fasting, where I try to not eat for 16 hours and have an eight hour window of eating whatever I want. And it's been working really good because I have a tendency to overeat. And when I tell myself I have an eight hour window, it's, I can overeat, but when I overeat, I get, I don't, what I'm trying to explain is when I overeat the eight hour window when I overeat I usually only only overeat one time instead of when regularly when I would just do whatever I want I'd probably eat over overeat two times that yeah. day instead of just once so I'm condensing it down to um, just eating whatever whatever I want that for that eight hours and usually I only eat for two hours because I overeat and I'm full for that full eight mm-hmm. hours. So I'm, I'm limiting myself from overeating. All right. So maybe it's not the best. You're not eating the best, but because it's just one time a day, it's better than what you were when you weren't eating the best two or three times a day. Yeah, and right. I, and I'm work and I'm working on making meals that I, when I eat, are relatively healthy like with our chicken and rice. Yeah, was, you tried brown rice for, I think, the first time. What'd you think? It didn't taste any yeah, different. It didn't you, taste any different. Any really. different, so might as well get the health benefit of it, right? Yeah. If I started eating brown rice, we didn't put broccoli in it, but... So, uh, yeah, but, we just did crock pot chicken. It, it was just a chicken and rice in a crock pot with some, like, uh, cream of... Mushroom. Mushroom and, and cream of an onion soup, I think it was. Yeah, and so that, so not extremely healthy. Still a lot of carbs in that, um, but moving in the right direction. Like you said, you know, yes, it was wasn't the most healthy meal, but since in the past you would have had a not healthy meal two or three times, now you're down to one not healthy meal, and eventually it'll move towards a one more healthy meal, right? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the goal. And not to have shame for not being perfect in the process. And during the day. Um, I only I'm only allowed to drink water or coffee. I can't drink any. Soda. So now, when you say coffee, because frappuccinos don't count with whipped cream and extra caramel sauce. Yes, and I haven't had any frappuccinos. <laughs> I haven't actually had a frappuccino in a while. Yeah. So I just have coffee at home, but um, we are kind of addicted to the French vanilla coffee creamer. And uh, I've been wanting to switch, or at least buy one sugar-free one to see what it tastes like, because it would definitely be beneficial as much creamer as we consume around here to get the to cut the calories down, cut the carbs down. So, so we just bought three uh, cartons of French vanilla creamer, and so it's going to be a little bit so i just have to i think i'm just gonna have to cut down my portions of it until we can get some sugar free in the house or just measure it out (laughs) yeah yeah when you measure it out when it says a a a serving is one tablespoon they're wrong yeah (laughs) a serving is five tablespoons yeah the the serving is until the coffee turns yeah yeah when the coffee's white that's a serving yeah. I don't know where they get this one tablespoon thing. That is not a, they did not ask me when they did their focus group. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, but yeah, I've mostly been doing that just trying to limit my gorging because yeah, I know I have a problem with doing that. Yeah. And if I if I try to cut gold cold turkey, all I'm going to think about is eating cuz it's weird as um when a food becomes your life you literally think about it all day. Yeah, I've known my whole life. I, I'm clear back when I uh, did like the Body for Life stuff back in the 90s and even before that, it was always, you know, you gotta get your mindset around that food is fuel, not entertainment. You know, fill your life with real entertainment and don't use food as entertainment. And but food should be the fuel that helps you go and enjoy real entertainment. And I've just never, been able to flip that switch and when you go into it and you started like we have 20 you have like 40 years of eating bad I have 20 22 years of eating bad yeah so like I can't we can't just cut cold turkey and be like I have to be perfect or you're gonna fail and then like what we're gonna talk about later like then you then you 
start to not forgive yourself because you keep on failing. Right. Yeah, it's really easy to, to get into that shame cycle that just spirals you down. But I think in the last pod, in our first podcast, which was our last one, this is podcast number two. Um, I think you did say that your goal was to check your sugars every day. Your fasting. I don't know if you've had if you've been able to do that. No, I haven't been able to do that. But but my biggest goal was to lose lose five pounds and five pounds. I was supposed to be two twenty by the end of this week. Today's Friday. Yeah. So end of this week means Saturday, Sunday. Sunday. Oh, Sunday. Or okay. when I wake <laughs> up Monday and step on the scale. Oh, okay. So you weigh on Monday. So, okay. So I, I also kind of notice another thing about you is you'll make deals with yourself. Like if I wait one more hour, then I can have a soda. If I drink a gallon of water, then I can have soda. Mm -hmm. If I don't eat for 24 hours, then I can have the chips and cheese dip I want. So wh where does that come from? Is that, mo is that work for you or is it more of an enabling device that's kind of still a roadblock? Um, I contribute it to like I don't know if it even works I contribute it to like when you're running and you see a, like a pole and you're like okay after I, pa I pass that pole then I can stop if I want to I can stop if I want to yeah I do that all the time and you can do that with work you know so, once so I complete this many tasks I can take a break so the fasting um, intermittent fasting they say that when you fast for a long period of time, it attacks your um, fat and you start burning. Right. You kind of go into ketosis. Yeah, you go into ketosis. And it even proved it when I did my, um, did the urine test for the doctor. For yeah. the doctor and it showed that I wasn't ketosis. Ketosis, yes. Yeah. That word. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, it showed that I, it was working. And so that's, that's my goal. I plan on, because I, 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 I just got paid this day, today, so I'm going to try to make a plan about eating better and not limit my portions, but make a plan where there's a meal every day instead of getting fatigued. Because the biggest thing is when you're fatigued, you always say, when you're fatigued, you mess up. You Yeah, you know. when you're... When you're angry or tired or stressed, mm -hmm. you you won't you don't make good decisions, right? Yeah. You don't care about the lesser things at that moment. And the biggest problem I've always had is like I'll I'll make these great meal preps. Yeah, I know. We just cleaned out the fridge. Yeah, I'll make these great meal preps for a healthy person. <laughs> I'm not a healthy person at this moment. It's you're not gonna eat those. Yeah, so I've 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 made so many um, Blaine chicken with some um, ranch dressing seasoning and then have some broccoli and rice and I'm not I I'm not gonna do that I'm not gonna eat it no matter it's how not much, motivating to no no matter how much I believe I'm gonna do it no matter how many times I tell myself this is good for me I'm not gonna do it so why keep on doing the same thing I'm failing at? Yeah, so why do you keep doing it if you know that? Is it just because you know that's expected? If you're gonna get healthy, you need to do this. And so, or is it one of those things that we talked about before that? Well, it's the problem is I go on YouTube and I look, <laughs> I, look up, I look up the people that I wanna be like. And see what they're doing. And see what they're doing. But did they do that when they were like you? They, they probably were never like me. No. They, 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 most of them, some of them have lost weight and done it, but most of them are like, they, they started out skinny and then bulking. Most yeah. of them don't come from 330 pounds. So they don't have the psychological baggage, right? You, so you can try to imitate them now, but you're carrying baggage they're not carrying. So it's, yeah. So yeah. you got to recognize that and yeah. deal with that baggage a little bit. And every book you read, people say, eat chicken and broccoli. That's what you need. Oh, no. We love the advice. Just eat less and move more. It's simple. I don't know why people are fat. Yeah, it's not that How simple. are people fat when it's the simplest solution in the world? Move more, eat less. Done. You know, if, there's no excuse. If it, it, it's a, <laughs> there, There's a difference between a simple con concept 
and actually doing the concept. Yeah. Yeah, the problem is, is there's a, a psychology of addiction that's attached to what's happening yeah. that complicates that whole simple formula. If it, if it was easy, most America wouldn't be over, wouldn't be obese. Right, and that trend growing. It just keeps growing and growing and growing. Um, yeah, you're right. So, And so um, uh, today um, I'm going to start working out at work mostly because I, I work with clients that are in bed and all you work overnights when they're sleeping yeah and i literally clean then i'm then i'm free for like six hours i get to be to just do oversight and stuff like that so you can do some jumping jacks or push-ups or something yeah so i'm going to work that into it and then my goal is to walk 30 minutes every day just do just keep doing that yeah. and be be religious to it. Yeah, so, I mean, is is that something you can really do? Or is that another thing like meal prep? You've got this plan, you got it set up, but actually, when it comes to that moment at 2 a.m. when your work is done in the house and there's not much, that's much to do for the next couple hours, are you going to be able to do that? Um, yeah, I think I'll be able to do it. it just, um, the only thing that messes me up is when I have a 16. Because then you just get tired. Then I just get tired and then... And then you're just trying to survive. <laughs> and and then I have a... Um, a thing where I'm like, I broke my streak or I broke, broke my plan and now I have to throw the old plan away. Yeah, because we're all or nothing people. We talked about that in yeah, the last I have episode. I my other plan away, make a whole new plan, have to wait the... You have to wait, wait for a new Monday to show up to start. Because it has to be perfect. And <laughs> Either I start on a Monday or the first day of a month, right? <laughs> so, yeah. That's, so, since you're starting Monday, that means you can eat whatever you want all weekend. Yeah. And, yeah. Then, and then you wake up. I, I don't know if anybody ever talked about this, but I don't know. When you eat whatever you want and you wake up Monday, it's almost like a food hangover. Yeah. And you fed that quote-unquote beast and it liked the taste and it's hungry again. Now, you, you, it, it wants more of that same thing. Yeah, it's not like alcohol when you have a hangover, like you don't want, want it. When you wake up and you've eaten horrible stuff all week, all your brain is like, I, I want, want that more high. sugar. I want that more that sugar. Good. I want that high. Yeah. And what's, what's horrible about it is you wake up with a dry mouth because uh, you've been <laughs> eating salt, sugar, Yeah. and you wake up and you feel groggy, You and and what's crazy, and you know why why you feel like that, but you still go back to yeah. What's well, crazy? Doing. It's like I've been to restaurants or buffets and stuff where you eat so much, you're like, I'm never eating again. And like three hours later, you're you're standing in front of the fridge with the door open, looking for something to snack on. It's just, and it's never healthy, right? You yeah. Want, you want to keep that going, or so it, yeah. There's definitely a psychological side to all this, so we need to set some people free that. Um, no matter what well-meaning people say, it's a little more complicated than just eat, or, uh, eat less and move more. Um, that is a great concept and there's a lot of truth to it. Um, but until you get some other things taken care of, uh, that's going to be a little harder to do than you think. Yeah, There's a lot, of, a lot of stuff working against you. So what I meant about the meal prep earlier, I was wondering if it was... We talked about, I don't know, I think we mentioned this in the last podcast, but there's, um, or maybe me and you were just talking about it, but there's this concept I read about, and I forget what they actually called, called the concept, but basically it's when we want to start something, we kind of give ourselves a placebo effect to feel good, to feel like we've started when we haven't. So like if we wanted to start this podcast, we, instead of just hitting record and talking, we would order a mic off of Amazon and we would research how to podcast and all that stuff and it would make us feel like we've started podcasting but we have never podcasted and so meal prepping in some cases could be that placebo like for that day you feel like you've started your plan you feel like you're winning yeah. yet you used to haven't eaten anything good yet yeah it's like it's like you're chasing you, you already got your dopamine effect from buying all the stuff. 
Good point. And once you bought all the stuff, the dopamine wore off. It's gone. You've already had that rush, and you have all this stuff, and you're thinking. So now, when you go to do it, you've already gotten. You got paid beforehand, so now it's hard to. It's hard to do a job you've been paid for already, right? Yeah, and yeah. you're thinking, I really don't want to do this. <laughs> I, I already had the dopamine effect. I already got the benefit of it. And now, it's kind of like when you tell somebody you're going to do something cool and they pat you on the back and then you never really get around to doing it. You already got the reward, mm-hmm. right? And your mind doesn't really know the difference between that and the real thing. So. And, you're, and what, you're, what you're thinking is, okay, so I already got that dopamine effect of buying everything feeling good. And then you go to eat the stuff and you're like, I'm losing the other do- dopamine effect. I want that. I want the salty food, the sugar and everything to make me feel comforted or feel good about myself. And then, and then you don't want to eat the other food because all you're going to feel about yourself is I'm eating this, I'm fat and this <laughs> doesn't taste good and it's not making me lose weight fast, right. as fast as I wanted to lose it. It's like... It's almost like we want to, to stop time. Like, I don't, know, I don't know if you have this problem. Like, everything is built around when I lose weight. Everything in your life is... Right. And we can go into... That's the lens that all of life gets looked at through. Yeah, like, I can start my garden once I lose weight. I can start building my deck once I lose weight. I can start going... I can enjoy on, vacation. I can start buying new clothes once I lose weight. Yeah. Everything is built off around... Once I lose weight. So everything good, the dopamine effect or the reward is always down the road. The only thing that gives us a reward right now is going ahead and eating the sugar and the salt. Yeah, it's almost like I, it's almost like we, like I said, it's like we want to be in a cocoon. We want to stop time. And then when we come out, we can begin time again. And we can yeah. have our body evict, whatever we wanted. Yeah. And what we dreamed of. And then we're like, okay, start time again. I can actually have a life now. Yeah, I think I'm finally convinced that there's no perfect environment where it's going to be easy to lose weight and get healthy. Because pretty much with COVID and um, being home, not having to commute two hours a day, all the excuses I had for why I couldn't get to the gym or whatever, um, this pandemic has stolen every one of those excuses. I'm home pretty much 24-7 work from home, can kind of build my brakes in however I need. There, there's absolutely no excuse now, and yet it's I'm still not doing it. So it's, you know, all that stuff was just to justify why I'm not doing it. And it's like, I'm at that point now where I'm ready to admit there isn't anything else that needs to happen before I can get started. It's really just, am I going to do it or not? Mm-hmm. Right? There, Everything is there. You paid for the membership. I have a membership to a gym. I'm not paying. Cost me anything. I'm working from home, so there's not even this schedule. And I, was, I work out of town, so working from home means, you know, hour commute in the morning, hour commute at home back. Before I'd be like, man, I work ten hours and then an hour home. I'm exhausted. I just want to eat, watch some TV, and go to bed. That's not really a thing anymore. I can, I can get up at four, go for a walk, go to the gym, come back, and be ready for work at six. Shoot. I work in my own house. I don't even have to take a shower if I don't want to. You know, uh, there's not all those excuses are gone, and so um, I can categorically say that there's never a perfect situation that needs to happen before you get started. You really just have to start, and the situation will begin will get better along the way as you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so one of the biggest things you have to do before you start is forgive yourself. Yeah, that's tough. And uh, you you recently wrote a blog yep, uh, that you're getting ready to publish, and you talked about that. So why don't you share a little bit of, of what your thoughts were on that? So to kind of give you background information, like two two weeks ago or three weeks ago, I got diagnosed with diabetic, becoming a diabetic, and I've been hit with kidney problems, high blood pressure. Um, high sugar sugar cramps. I didn't know that was a thing. I've high um, so some of the pains you've been having are a result of your diabetes yeah. and sugar and what you've been eating. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't like. I think I've been diabetic for maybe two months and didn't even know it. 
because like when you eat high when you eat apparently when you eat sugar and your blood sugar is super super high and it stays there for a long time your your legs start cramping yeah and i had no idea i thought is there something wrong with my legs or like is my mcl or acl broke <laughs> broken or something yeah yeah and i the, the thing is like you can't pull your leg to towards you when you pull your leg towards you after having blood sugar high blood sugar for a, a long period of time it hurts to pull your leg yeah. towards you. That would have probably just thought, oh, you're dehydrated, drink more water or something. And, like, that's scary. Like, when you don't know the reason why why it's happening. You know why your body's quitting on you at 23 years old. Yeah, and you're thinking, why does it hurt to move my leg out of my car and pull my car, pull it towards me and into my car, and it hurts? Like, that's not normal. normal. And you're scared because, like, you, I can't just say, oh, it's because of my diabetic. It's like, oh, is there something seriously wrong with me? Yeah. And so, like, I'm having all these health problems, everything, taking high blood pressure. And when I, when I, when I was told I was diabetic, like, all the four corners of my mind came together like a courtroom to tell me I was, everything about me was wrong. Everything I'd done, why don't yeah. you care enough? Why don't you care enough to change? Yeah. Why aren't you... Why aren't you better and comparing myself to the perfect person I have in this image of my brain? Yeah. And and it's crazy how quickly you can begin to hate yourself with no forgiveness in sight. And you're and you're sitting there like, why am I this? Why am I that? What why did I not commit last Sunday to quit um, to quit eating bad stuff? Why didn't I commit a year ago when I said I wanted to lose 30, 40 pounds and I would never had any of these problems. And you start remembering every fail, everything you've ever done to get you to this moment and you feel like you've given, given yourself multiple chances. Yeah. You feel like, because you're the only person in the world that's seen every failure you've ever had. No one in the world has walked, walked by you every step of the way to see every failure right. or mess up you've you've been a part of right so in that courtroom there's nothing hidden yeah they have the evidence of your entire life to prove that you're pathetic and worthless yeah and and that's and what I was talking about forgiving yourself it's really hard to forgive yourself when you when you see every failure you, you know everything yeah when you know everything you you know when from the outside perception you you'd be like uh, I was trying to equate it to like um, thinking of like eating a birthday cake. Like we're at um, Brandon's birthday party, and we all decided not. Most of us decided not to because we we're trying to be strong and not to eat the birthday cake because we know it's wrong for us. Yeah. But I equate it to this like um, it's hard to forgive yourself when okay. So your goal at the birthday party was not to eat the cake. And so you get there, you go through all, all the whole birthday party, you don't eat the cake. And then at that last, in, last instance, you eat the birthday cake. Because yeah, you get that fear of missing out that happens just as they're getting ready to put everything away. And then you start, then you start um, crying or getting emotional about it. And everybody was around you, why are you getting emotional about eating the cake? It's just a, just a cupcake. It's yeah, fine. You, you In you the grand scheme of things, it's one cupcake. Yeah, you can enjoy yourself. Forgive yourself. What they don't, they see just the one action of you eating the cake. Right. They don't see the inner workings of your mind telling you. This is 23 years of failure in this yeah. one bite. They don't, they don't see you, you even had a plan not to eat it. Right. You, you said you were going to drink the water, you were going to drink the, um, maybe the Capri Sun, even if it's not healthy, but I'm not going to eat the cake. Right. And then you give into it, all you think about is the promise you didn't keep to yourself. Especially when you've been told you're diabetic and all you think is all the failure you've ever seen and you're internalizing that and it's hard to forgive yourself when you see everything you've done wrong. Yeah. And so it's, that's, why, that's why we're our own worst critics. That's right. why Because we were talking before we started recording that you know, both of us have been in positions where we've counseled other people and helped them through some problems. And it's really easy because we're just seeing the presented problem. And so since 
it's got boundaries and it's just one problem, it's easy for us to give them, here's, here's the three steps out of it, here's what you need to do, um, don't beat yourself up, it's really easy. Um, but it's that whole thing of when we're counseling somebody else, we're just seeing the problem presented. Yeah. When we're counseling ourselves, we're seeing our entire life's worth of issues. Yeah, I kind of I kind of equate it to like we only see the problem in a box. We see just that problem, and we're like, hey, it's not that big a deal. It's just one fault or one right. failure. You you can overcome one failure. But what it feels like to like even like your my girlfriend like when she breaks down and cries, I'm like why are you crying? Like, it's not that big a deal. But what, through her mind, she's probably thinking, I've failed so many times. I've failed. Yeah, you're seeing it as one failure going, it's not that big a deal. She's seeing it as the, another failure on, on a list of a hundred perceived failures. Yeah, and, I, I think, yeah. and that, that that's more important than just weight loss. That could change your life right there too. Yeah. It gives you, and stop and think about the other person, think about, they're not just thinking about that just one failure. If it was just that one failure and they never had another failure in their life, it wouldn't be that big Nobody a problem. Nobody even notice. Yeah. yeah. And that's why we have a lot more grace and forgiveness for other people. Right. But we see ourselves for the evil we are, so to speak, and we don't forgive ourselves. We feel like, you know, it's forgiveness is for everybody else except us. Yeah. Grace is for everybody else except us. And I think... And I think we need to change from just forgiving ourselves, but also giving us grace. Because grace is giving you forgiveness or giving something you want without deserving it. Yeah. So, how, I mean, if you were going to, and I, off, off recording, I asked you this question, so you really haven't had time to think of it, but if you were counseling you, from an outside perspective where you're at now, what would seem like an easy next step from the outside compared to what you're trying to figure out on the inside? Uh, an easy next step that I would tell just anybody would be, hey, make a plan. Work the plan. Work the plan. <laughs> um, and you'll start losing weight it's easy but from the inside I'm like you don't know how many plans I've made right so you would go right to the the what and the how okay this is what needs to be done and this is how we're going to do it when really we need to start with the why mm -hmm. right um, so we need to you know we need if we don't know why we're doing something and there's not enough passion or calling or whatever you want to do that to whatever you want to call it tied to it then whatever the what and how get hard we're going to bail on it yeah right we're going to go with whatever's easy at the moment which is video game potato chips so that's easy right the drive-through is easier than meal prep mm -hmm. and, right. and and what i think forgiveness and grace sets you free from is if you give yourself freedom and grace to fail like we always say we're all in people but that's that's all imperfect we have to be yeah, perfect yeah. sometimes we're all in in sabotage <laughs> of ourselves and what we have to do is be like just because I ate that bag of chips doesn't mean I failed it was a moment in time not a life legacy yeah it was a moment in time in a box yeah. and it's a different failure okay. from all the other failures yeah. throw that box away and start with the next moment. Don't start with the next Monday. Mm -hmm. Start with the next moment. Yeah. Stop. Stop. Stop trying to link every failure you've ever had to every other failure. Just look at it as isolated, fail, isolated failure, and you'll be able to forgive yourself easier. Because, because right. the moment you try to link all the all your failures together, it seems like why did I forgive myself? Yeah. Well, it's like you're being, you know, you get attacked by an army or whatever. It's maybe a dumb illustration, but if you're going to survive, you can't look at the whole army or you're going to get overwhelmed and just lay down and die, right? Just, I, there's no hope. So you kind of have to focus on the battle in front of you one at a time. I don't know if I can win. I don't know if I can beat all 10 of these, but if I try to fight all 10 at the same time, I know I can't. 
-hmm. So I focus on this one. And if I get through this one, I'll focus on the next one. And that's kind of what we need to do in overcoming our health problems instead of look like me. You know, if I sit down with to break the plan, then all of a sudden I'm like, okay, heart disease, diabetes, obesity, have a hard time breathing, feet are swelling, knees hurt. All of a sudden it's like, there's too many warriors facing me, I might as well just have the bag of chips and play some video games. But if I can isolate it down to breakfast, okay, let's just win breakfast. Mm -hmm. And don't worry about the rest of it. Just, this is the battle in front of me right now is breakfast. When I've overcome that, I'll tackle something else. But I can't tackle it all at once or I'm gonna get overwhelmed. And the harder it begins, the harder it gets, the more stressed you get, the more you're, the quicker you're going to abandon it. Right. So, mm -hmm. and sometimes we want we want to fix everything overnight, instead of you know, like you said, it took 22 years to get here, it took me 40 some years to get here. You're not going to fix this by next Friday. Yeah. But if you try, you're going to quit. Right. But if you go, you know what. The last 20 years have been like this, but the next 20 years is going to be step by step like this, and I'm going to be somewhere completely different in the next 20 years than I have than I am right now after the previous 20 years, because yeah. of these baby steps that are consistent and continue over time. Right. And so the next thing we're going to talk about is because um, because it, it kind of leads into forgive. Actually, you probably need to find this before you forgive yourself because it leads into forgiveness is finding your purpose your why your mission why why you're doing stuff for a greater good mm -hmm. because most people even even from a young age 99% of people ask you what you want to be yeah 99 people ask you what your life what do you want your lifestyle to be where do you want to be in 20 years and all that stuff and when you ask someone that, they isolate it to just their decisions. They isolate it to like, um, I saw, like most kids, I saw Superman, he looks cool on the TV. I wanna be that, that's a selfish decision because it looks cool. Right. Most, most of the time when you tell someone what you wanna be, it's based out of a, self, a selfish decision or want. When you ask someone- But not out of a guiding purpose that that uh, fuels you towards a destiny or a legacy. Yeah. And just because that's a selfish decision doesn't mean it's bad. Right. It's okay to be selfish sometimes. But right. But like I said, if there's not a why, you know, what is it about Superman that you want to be? Is it you just want to be able to punch things really hard, or you want to to be the embodiment of of hope for other people? who are hurting and you've witnessed so many people hurting that you want to be a beacon of hope and help for other people. And that's the part of Superman you want to be. That's more of a why. Mm -hmm. If it's just that, I don't know, I like flying and you know I want to punch my bull bullies really hard, then that's not really an inspiring why for your legacy. And so you know, in trying to pursue the things that would lead you into being that, you're going to abandon it because it's not really a, a solid why. And abandon it when it gets harder. It's not unrealistic. And what's cool is, and I really like this because I just thought of this. Maybe I'm smart. Maybe I'm not. But we'll find out. Got a whole podcast for both of us. When people ask you about your lifestyle, they ask about your career. Once you have that, it's it's really hard to change it. Yeah. But once you have it, once you once you have a purpose, once you have a why. You can change your why. You can change your purpose. You don't have to have the same purpose for 50 years. Right. You don't have to have the same why for 50 years. Yeah. You, you reserve the right to change your mind. Yeah. Right? Because you don't know enough. You can't make a life decision in your 20s when you don't know everything yet. You know, you're going to experience and learn things over time that's going to be like, oh, you know, I thought I wanted to be a railroad engineer my whole life. I did it for eight years, found out that the whole time I was a railroad engineer, I was reading books on counseling and, and ministry and all these things. That's where I spent all my free time. And it's like, you know, this this isn't my life. This is something that I do to fund the pursuit of my life, mm -hmm. right? And so we, we think of 
our careers as being our our life that that label is who we are and it's like no that's just just something that we do that is there to assist us in our why in our life yeah, all your all your job is is a role yeah and play. it can change you know if if your identity is with that job then when you lose that job you've lost yourself and your whole life here but when that job is just a a uh, provider of income and stability that allows you to live your life then when the job changes the purpose is still there it's still providing for your opportunities and taking care of you and providing because, security it doesn't matter what it is because once once you have your purpose everything in your life changes to support that purpose right. and and um, I've I listened to Jordan Peterson for the last two months and yeah. like he, he confronts me with stuff that I know yeah, but your IQ points have gone up just by listening to him <laughs> yeah when he confronts me about questions that I know I should know the answer to but I don't yeah. he, he asked me what is your mission what is your purpose why are you doing the things you do and yeah they say most most people cannot um, handle five whys deep of anything they're doing in their life because we live so superficially Right, and so you know, like <clears throat> I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm a doctor. Why? Um, I want to help people. I want to help people. Why? Because it makes me feel good. Because uh, that's what Grandma said. <laughs> it's like why, and, and so you ask five or six whys, and people fall apart. I'm like I, I don't know, you know, and uh, we. Like I said, Jordan Peterson, and some of these others are deep thinkers. If you can, if you can ask two or three or four depths of why, and it still has meaning for you, then you, it's got a bit, it's got a strong enough foundation to withstand the 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 winds of of stress and um, pandemics and other people's opinion and critics and all the things that are hard you're established mm -hmm. but if you can if you can't get more than two wise deep and still have a reason for what you're doing then you're going to be talked out of it at some point at some point something else is going to be a stronger temptation than the thing you're doing yeah right and so and with so what i would ask you to do is to deeply think about why what your purpose is like i, I made a decision um, for right now and it's not forever and why why do I want to be healthy what is my per my purpose right now I decided is to get healthy yeah. and why do I want to be healthy to stop the pain of my body stop the destruction of my body and um, why do I want to do that because I want to have a fulfilled life I don't want to sit here just like, want to exist yeah I don't want to just exist exist and play games and think that's all I can do. And we even talked about this, going on vacations. Like yeah. literally, literally for someone that's obese, when you have a vacation, it's literally, it's not having a vacation. All you're doing is changing the lo location because most of the time when you're obese, you don't go out. It's and, just a different place where you're gonna sit down. Yeah, it's just a different place where you're gonna sit down. You, you can't go bungee jumping, you can't go um, deep sea fishing because it, it's going to be really hard to stay on the boat. It's uh, going to be really uncomfortable. You're going to yeah. start sweating. Yeah. And then when you're at a point where you got to take a break after tying your shoes, there's not much you can do on vacation. Can't go hiking. It's no. going to suck to go to Disneyland. Can't get on the Yeah, rides. And so when you have a family like ours that's in that boat, whenever we talk about vacations, we talk about it next year. Because yeah. we know that if there's any chance for us to go, we need a year to get our bodies right, but we never do. And so we're always, sometime, by the time that year comes, it's falling apart and we're not going. Yeah, because and then we start talking about the next year. Because the vacation, if we went on vacation now, it'd be miserable. I yeah, because we didn't change anything. And then when you'd be like, I could have just stayed home and had more fun. Yeah, my, I can sit on a couch here and save $2,000. And so, and that's not a life that's just existing. Right. And, and then when you go deeper that, I don't want to have a generational thing for my kids or I want to end it here. 
Like yeah. you don't. So, I mean, of course, people listening to this podcast don't know our full history, so they won't know this. But you know, I feel like I ended the generational curse of alcoholism in our family line. So you and your brother, it's not you don't drink, you don't do anything. You both um, you know, worship leaders and that kind of stuff, and took a new path. And now it's like, okay, I, I got rid of that generational curse, and now you're working on the other generational curse, which is short lives due to obesity and diabetes, mm-hmm. right? So you want to overcome that before it gets passed down to your children, right? So, um, so that's that's powerful. That's a powerful why, you know. So I've got many whys for wanting to get re- get um, healthy, um, but one strong one is. The idea that my grandson is still very young and I've got a new grandchild on the way that'll be here in January. And, you know, they, even my grandson that's two years old now, he's too young to probably remember me. If I died right now, by the time he's 18, he's probably not going to remember me. And so I have this why of like, you know, I want to live long enough that my grandkids, when I'm gone, they remember me and have good good remembrance and we spent time together and did stuff. And, and they're, you know, I, I mean something to them, you know, and hopefully even beyond that. But it's like, you know, every time I have a chest pain and stuff now, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I, I gotta at least live to January when new grandbaby comes. I at least gotta meet the new grandbaby, you know, but the truth is, I. I want to be playing ball with that grandbaby 10 years from now. I want to be sitting at their, I want to be in the stands when they're playing high school football. I want to, I want to see them go to college, you know, and that's going to take a lot of work and intention from where I am now to be there in that time. Because uh, the truth is, is, is I feel like I could go at any time. My health is at the problem where you know, I could I could have a sudden event, heart-wise or whatever, at any moment, and I'm thinking, okay, have I done enough that I, it was meaningful that I was here? You know, to my family, to the the circles of influence I've had, the jobs, different places, but it's scary to think that you know I've got a second grandchild on the way and. It's very possible that they'll grow up never remembering me if I don't do something right now. So that's a that's a strong why. I've got plenty of other whys, and you need more than one. You've got to have a lot of anchor points to pull you through because this enemy of obesity and just the standard American lifestyle it, it's a powerful enemy, um, and so you've got to you can't take it lightly. Um, the thing is, is it it's easily defeated when you do the baby steps consistently. So it's not like you have to do some huge thing. It's not like a hero's quest where you got to travel through the mountains of Mordor and throw a ring into a burning lava pit and avoiding the zombies and the the whatever along the way. It's not this epic thing. And maybe it would be easier if it was because you'd feel like, oh, I can do the epic thing but we just can't seem to motivate ourselves to do the easy daily things. And this is an enemy that's defeated by easy daily things, not a one-time epic adventure. And what's true about that is 90% of everything you do is not an epic adventure. Yeah. Everything you do is done by easy daily things that build up into big, strong things. Like doing one curl isn't hard. Yeah. But then it doesn't do much. But once you do a thousand curls, it does something. Over a month, yeah. Then all of a sudden something's happening. So, um, but yeah, so a call to action for this podcast would be think really deeply about what your purpose is. Because once you change, once you change from what I want to what your purpose is, you change. The thought process, thought thought process, that your choices affects everybody around yeah. you. Quit chasing a purpose, so that you'll eventually have one that motivates you, and start with your purpose, 
and let it create momentum with you as you live it out. So live out your purpose, don't chase your purpose. Yeah, because the truth is your your purpose, because I, I don't plan on having health be healthy in my purpose for the rest of my life. This is probably a year or two thing and then I'll change my purpose again yeah. and go full into that. But right now, so start where you are. Don't think down the line. Think of right now what is your purpose you could change in people's lives right now. And so I really want to persuade you into thinking deeply about why you want to get healthy and then make a plan of action. Because if you try to make the plan of action, you will be overwhelmed with no why. And um, so this... Today's Friday, and this will be our last podcast for the week. We'll start up on Monday. Yep, you can find us on Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, anywhere that has your favorite podcast. Look us up. Um, we will be working on other social media platforms so we can engage with you more. But in the meantime, please follow. Um, tell other people about this podcast. And uh, hopefully as we uh, fatten weak, that's kind of the inside joke is, uh, um, I guess we should explain that. I'm, I'm the 400 pound fat one's always trying to overcome uh, the identity of being obese. And uh, you, you called yourself weak because you're the older brother that can't beat your younger brother in arm wrestling. And so you had this secret goal of, you know, yeah, I want to lose weight. I don't want to be diabetic. But ultimately, I want to beat my younger brother at arm wrestling. <laughs> so yes. you're calling yourself weak. So I'm fat, you're weak, and we're getting healthy. And that's the name of our podcast. And we can't wait to grow this with you. And we hope to start hearing stories of how something we're saying is motivating you to do the next right thing for you. We'll see Until you next time. Until next time. See All you guys right. later. Take care. Have a great weekend, everybody.